podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. I, I'm, in, I'm actually in boxing shorts right now. I, I, I'm wearing gold, gl- glittery boxing shorts, and I have uh, three large men around me, uh, my hype men. So thank you for that intro. That was a new voice, right? I haven't done that voice yet. Oh yeah, no, that was that was uh, Vegas boxing extravaganza voice. I'm very hype right now because of what happened in that game last night. Yeah, I mean, what what a game that I got to experience via highlights because I actually didn't <laughs> watch a minute of the game. Instead, I, I I watched it via the spreadsheets. Yeah, right, right. Which is how which is how every fan, fantasy analyst uh, uh, watches football is via the spreadsheets, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy game. I I have a a story if you don't mind me telling you, Denny. Um, so so we have a ton of Lamar poop questions. First off, uh, I, I don't know if you saw what went down with that, I, Denny. I like, if, okay, so you've experienced and, that and you understand what's going on. And there. I promised we would break it down frame by frame. Yeah, we will. We will. We will definitely get to all of that. So let, let me explain to you guys. I know that you guys don't care about other people's leagues and all this kind of stuff, but there, I, I need to tell this story because I've been playing fantasy football for, for almost two decades and I have never experienced a head to head matchup like the one that I experienced this week in one of my leagues. Okay. So let me start this off by saying that I decided at the last second in this league to play Giovanni Bernard over Miles Sanders. Okay. This is a last second decision that I made. And I even said that I did it uh, on my, on my noon Q and a, and look, you know, looking back at it on it, I should have just gone with the better player because it was still, it was such a toss up. And I went with the art, you know, the work I went for the matchup as opposed to just going with the better player. Play Um, the best plays. You're right. Right. Exactly. Uh, look, I, I, I should have, I, it was a bad decision. Like process wise, wasn't a good decision. That kind of stuff happens, but I will say geo, like, like I looked at, like, I was looking everywhere just to see if anyone was like super, super confident in geo to make myself or, or Miles Sanders <laughs> to just like, to just like make myself feel better about the decision. And so beforehand, I'm like looking at fantasy pros, which I never really do. And geo was like eight point or eight spots ahead of Miles Sanders in rankings. And like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go geo. So I start Geo. He gets a fumble. The first, you guys know how that goes. So he he gets a fumble and he barely plays. He scores and you, like three. And you were tilting your ass off at that point. I was. Because, well, and this was before Miles Sanders actually played. Yeah. But once once Miles Sanders played, uh, and he, you know, I'm I'm watching Red Zone, and then I have like the the game game cast going on, so I can see what's going on. I see touchdown Eagles, and then I look. I'm like, oh, so he scored an 82 yard touchdown. Okay. Oh. That. That's what's that's what's going on right now. So I would have won this matchup if I would have just played Miles Sanders. And I'm thinking to myself, I know it's going to happen. I've I've seen this story way too many times. I benched Miles Sanders. I'm going to lose this game, and then I would have won the championship. Sure. You know, my, my team would go off yeah. in the next two weeks, and I would have won the championship. And I, look, everyone has experienced that before. It's horrible. It's one of the worst experiences. So I then, <laughs> I then, I then, I then the other thing too that was tilting about this matchup is my opponent had. Mike Davis, your, your, uh, your, your yeah. boyfriend, uh, is that what we call it? Your husband? Is that it's my, like what... my live in uh thruple member? I don't know. Right. Okay. So he had Mike Davis and I'm thinking like, of course he has Mike Davis. You know, of course Christian McCaffrey, you know, is expected to play and then just doesn't play because he hurts his thigh or something in the middle of the week. Cause he can't stay healthy this year. So Mike Davis goes off and I'm like, of course this is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's back and forth all day. And like my, my team, you know, I have like Alan Robinson and Calvin Ridley. So mm-hmm. I had guys who were doing well yeah. that were keeping me afloat. And then we go into the Sunday night game. And I can't remember exactly what the score was, but I had Josh Allen going. I decided to start Josh Allen still because I, I, know, I know how fraudulent the Steelers are. Yeah. And, and he had Deontay Johnson. 
And as you guys know, Deontay Johnson lost his job in the first half of that game because he couldn't catch the ball, right? So Johnson has a down game. He scores like eight points. And Josh Allen could have had a bigger game than he had, but he still has a decent enough outing. Mm -hmm. So when it was all said and done, what needed to happen after me benching Miles Sanders uh, and this guy having Mike Davis and all of that, what needed to happen was Jarvis Landry needed about 11.6 PPR points. So I just said 12 uh, for me to win this game and not have to worry and tilt about this Miles Sanders, Giovanni Bernard thing ever again in my life. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the game starts and things are not going Jarvis Landry's mm-hmm. way at all. They're just targeting Rashard Higgins. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is getting a lot of love and like Harrison Bryant. I mean, it's just not going well for Jarvis Landry. So the game goes on and it becomes a little bit more higher scoring. And that was good to see. So essentially what happened, long story short, Jarvis Landry starts to get a little bit more involved towards the end of that game. I need one catch for seven yards to win this matchup. Okay. The Browns have the ball and they're driving down the field. There's 12 minutes left in the game and I'm texting my buddies and my one friend is like, Oh, you got like, this is a lock. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for jinxing it, buddy. uh, Yeah. You know, he's 12 minutes left in the game. Of course it's a lock. Well, they go down, they go down the field and they score a touchdown. The, The Browns do. And Jarvis Landry is not involved at all. He doesn't get that one catch for seven yards. Right. And now I'm thinking to myself, Lamar Jackson is taking a shit. Okay. (laughs) Trace Trace McSorley is their quarterback and the Browns are winning, which means there's no chance that they're going to throw the ball again in this game. None. You're done. Right. I'm done. So the Ravens go down the field and then Trace McSorley gets hurt. And then Lamar Jackson off the throne comes out, <laughs> fourth down, throws it to Hollywood Brown, leaves time on the clock oh, for Jarvis Landry to do his thing. Okay, how, how pumped were you at this point? Very pumped. I mean, I'm in my living room. The Christmas yeah. tree is lit, but it's dark. You know, we have this an interesting atmosphere going on where I'm tilting my face off, but it's got this weird ambiance in my living room. Yeah. So, so I, so the Browns then have the ball. They're driving down the field. They keep throwing it to Rashard Higgins, and I see the eight on his jersey. I'm like, oh, no, not not Jarvis Landry. Right, right. Remember, I needed one catch for seven yards. Jarvis Landry catches one ball in that drive, and it's for seven yards. Yeah, on exactly. the dot. On the freaking dot. So then Kareem Hunt scores, and then the Ravens get the ball. They drive down the field, and they kick the game-winning field goal, right? So at that point, I'm like, okay, I won. And I, w- I was winning at this point by 0. 0.08, mm. not, not 0. 0.8, mm-hmm. not 0. 0.1, 0. 0.08, less than one rushing receiving yard. Okay. Which also I got like 0. 0.3 or four points from Jarvis Landry's pass earlier in that game. So that, that could have been the reason why. Wow. So anyway, they, 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 the Browns have one more play on offense and they decide to do all these laterals. And if you guys were watching the game, Jarvis Landry touched the ball like three times on those laterals. If he would have lost the ball, it would have been a fumble and I would have lost. So at the end of that game, he steps out of the end zone for a safety, which from a betting perspective was horrendous. It was such a bad beat. He steps out of the end zone for the safety and I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, I just won. Right. But I don't know. No one knows. No one in the fantasy world has any idea how laterals are scored. Like and, from, and, from a fantasy perspective. Right. And you're, and you're scrolling through everything. Cause, and, and the everything. reason I know this is because I woke up this morning and the first thing I did, of course, was break my brain with Twitter. And I, I check my DMS and I see JJ with uh, me in our chat with me and rich. And, it's it's this string of short, very short messages being like, oh, my God, I won. Oh, my God, I lost. Oh, no. Oh, the lateral. Oh, this. Oh, that. And then, like, you were you were clearly like looking for confirmation from somebody online yes. to tell you, like, does this count in, in a negative way for my fantasy team? Right, right. And so what I came to realize, well, first off, I should say. I'm then looking at my score and just refreshing the score and refreshing the score. And, and about two or three minutes passed after the game, and I had still won. It was, it was 119 to 118.92. And so I had won the game, and then I just decided to refresh again, and I lost. And I'm like, what in the world just happened? I, I, I was just like, this is the most 2020 thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I, I can't even describe to you guys how many like bad beats I've had this year more than other. I mean, it's just been awful. So... I'm like, okay, this is just par for the course, right? And so I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God, I lost. And I tweeted about it, too. For some reason, Yahoo decided to take away eight yards from Jarvis Landry very arbitrarily. Weird. And then I refreshed again, and I won. Okay. And it had nothing to do 
Because, like, if you look at the box score, Jarvis Landry, if anything, he gained seven yards, according to the box score, according to that last play. Oh, that so, you, last know, it says, okay. you know, it says, like, you know, Baker Mayfield passed to Kareem right. Hunt complete, uh, laterals to Jarvis Landry, fumbles, Kareem Hunt recovers, and then... So, Jarvis Landry never fumbled, and because he didn't fumble through the end zone, he just oh. stepped out of the end zone, it wasn't a fumble for Jarvis Landry, it was a safety. So, I'm saying all of this right now, I ended up winning that game. Here's the other crazy, crazy spin to this. Do you remember way back at the beginning? This is my Christopher Nolan moment. Remember the very <laughs> beginning of the story when I talked about how tilted I was that Mike Davis, he got to slot in Mike Davis Yes. because Christian McCaffrey didn't play. Yes. Guess who he slotted out for Mike Davis? Kareem Hunt, who, no. scored, who scored more than Mike Davis and yeah. would have won the game for him. Wow. So I was tilting wow. so hard about the Mike Davis thing that... I actually am glad that that happened because Kareem Hunt went off. I feel like I just watched Inception or something. I've been wanting to tell this all day because it's so insane. It's yeah. so insane. Yeah. And I know I'm saying all this right now that there will be a stat correction and I'm going to lose. I'm, I'm, I'm very prepared for something to happen where I lose this game. And that's fine ish. Uh, but I'm experiencing this euphoric moment mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from from a, as a fantasy manager, and I had to share because my goodness, the things that went wrong and yeah. right and wrong and right, it was absolutely insane. That was an emotional roller coaster. I mean, it was a roller coaster for me just experiencing it through your DMs. Honestly, <laughs> right. so I can't I can't imagine what you you were going through personally. And, and I wanted to say, prepare for the stat correction. I mean, I know you know I know you knew that could that could be coming. I hope it doesn't happen, but that like, I'm terrified for you. Oh yeah. The stack correction is absolutely coming. And, and they, like, I was, I was just following that matchup so closely throughout the day. Cause it was probably my closest, uh, playoff matchup this past week. Right. And like, there were things like he had new Orleans defense and Jalen hurts had that random fumble at the end of that game oh, where, yeah. where new Orleans, like that kind of stuff just kept happening. And like he had Mason Crosby and Mason Crosby kicks at like 79 yard. Yeah. 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 And so like that kind of stuff just kept happening. Uh, but it was nice that, you know, the reverse started happening in these primetime games. I just hope that it holds. I hope I'm able to, to actually set a lineup this week for, for purpose. Um, but it was, it was a really, really intense time. At least you don't have any Tuesday night football to look forward to. And seriously, and that was, that would be too much. Well, I'm, I'm glad you survived all Thank that. You. It sounds, it sounds like, it sounds like you, your life expectancy dropped by at least three years. Oh, it definitely did. The, the good thing about the stack correction thing is that that's just going to happen in a moment, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And right. it's like, okay, it's over, and I'm preparing myself for it. Whereas, you know, with the with the uh, watching a game unfold and needing certain things to happen is always just such an insane rush. I feel for whoever, and I'm sure people in our listening audience went through this, for whoever thought that they had been saved by Lamar Jackson's diarrhea. Yeah. And and only for him to come back and throw a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, you could have uh, there. There were people who were comfortably ahead uh, with, right. you know, facing Lamar. He goes out. You win. It's over. And then he comes in and he immediately throws a touchdown. Oh, my God. The tilt is unimaginable. It, it really is. The other unimaginable thing. I know that that the, the betting markets, uh, because there were a lot of people who had uh, Baltimore minus three. And yeah. then that, that moved to even minus four and a half in some places. And so they ended up winning by five because of the safety. And so that changed everything. But people also were tweeting at me that they lost their fantasy playoff matchup because the Ravens got a safety at the end of that game. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> like we, I mean, we, we relate a lot more to, to the fantasy stuff yeah. and, and that being a bad beat, because I think it's just because it's like that individual thing happening versus like an entire game going a certain way. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, variance, I don't know. I don't know what, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing to comfort you after yeah. like that. I can at least tell you that I have been refreshing that league all, all, all day long. Sure like it has not stopped. Like I'm ready for my opponent to just change while I refresh, but it hasn't yet. Do so you think, cool. do you think, uh, you've, you've, is it over under a hundred times you've refreshed? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's, it's around okay. that. It's been, it's been a lot of refreshing. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's move on to week 14. Well, let's, or 15, but let's re let's, let's recap what happened last week. It's actually a pretty decent week. We yeah. had, Mitch Trubisky scored 25 points. We had Teddy Bridgewater get that rushing touchdown. So he had 20 points, 20.4. 20 
Phillip Rivers had 18. Mike Glennon as a deeper play was complete garbage. He had oh. 1.4. Jalen Hurts as a deeper play was 19.3. Andy Dalton as a deeper play was 15.3. So the only guy that really killed you last week was Mike Glennon, who, by the way, I started Mike Glennon in SFB over over Jared Goff. It didn't matter. I was going to lose anyway, so right. I, I feel good about that at least. But And, and also, guys, if you ever lose a very close fantasy matchup and because of a decision you made, like I had one early, I, I mentioned to you guys, I started Derek Carr over Taysom Hill a couple weeks ago and I lost by one. And it was that Derek Carr game where he played Atlanta and he was sure. complete trash. Well, I follow your team and, and, and at least see what would have happened mm-hmm. because sometimes it can bite you in the butt, but chances are, I mean, odds are not in your favor that you would have won the championship. So you can at least look at that. Like I would have lost this week in the in the playoffs. So I feel a lot better and a lot more relieved that it it literally did not matter. See, I I don't do that because I don't want to know. It, it, yeah, but but you got to you got to play probability, Danny. The chance that you actually win the championship is so slim. I know, I know. I mean, maybe it makes you feel a little better, but what if what if you discover that you would have won easily? Oh, it's it's the it's a gut punch. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm I'm playing probability here. I need to know. I need to know. Uh, at tight end, we had Tyler Eifert, 4.2. Cole Komet, once again, had a pretty high targeted, highly targeted game. He had 8.1. Jordan Reed in his revenge game only had 3.3. And then we added Irv Smith at the end uh, because Kyle Rudolph was rolled inactive. He had 16.3. Yeah. Uh, so he had a good outing. And then on defense, we had uh, Tennessee had 6. Uh, Carolina was a really big disappointment. Yes. What happened the, there? The other thing that was really frustrating is that they almost scored a touchdown. They, they were literally they were literally a yard away from scoring a defensive touchdown. So it could have it could have changed things completely, but they only had two. Uh, but the good news is we had Dallas. They had 18 and then Arizona also had 18. So we overall, I'd say it was a pretty strong week 14. Yeah, I was really happy about Irv Smith when when Rudolph yeah. was declared out. You know, I, I put on the Patreon like Irv Smith is easily the, the best streamer this week just because of game environment. Mostly, I mean, the Bucks are not a particularly great matchup for tight ends but um he really he stood out well the crazy thing too is that he didn't even play a full complement of snaps because he was injured like or, or like like injured going oh, yeah. into the game they, they held right. him back a little bit but we'll, we'll get more into him in a second uh let's move on to week 15 denny i'll kick things off because i have two of three quarterbacks okay i'm going to start with i think the number one streamer this week um i think it's fairly obvious too uh but it's it's jalen hurts uh last week First game that he started, uh, first game action really of, of meaning for him. And he, I guess the Packers game he kind of did. But uh, he ran the ball 18 times for 106 yards against New Orleans, uh, which is, a, I mean, New Orleans was playing really good defensively too. And they yeah. we know they can stop the run. Um, so we know that he brings that baseline cheat code Konami effect, which is great. It's what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Arizona they get this week. Uh, it's an average matchup for quarterbacks when uh, when looking at adjusted fantasy points allowed. I don't think that's that important for the way that Jalen Hurts scores points. What is important is something that Mike Clay from ESPN tweeted earlier today, uh, saying that Arizona has played more man coverage than any other team in football mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you want for a mobile quarterback. I- exactly what you want. Just because like we know the, that- the Browns with Lamar. Yeah, exactly. Just like the Browns with Lamar, because we know that if they're playing more man, they're worried about their man, and that's going to open up lanes for him to run the ball. So I really like uh, Jalen Hurts in this game. The one downside I would say is I do worry a little bit about how low their implied team total is. Uh, it's really it's only like twenty one and a half points or something yeah. like that. So you know I I still think he's a good play, but there is some worry about that. The other thing too, you know, if their implied team total was like thirty it would be a smash play beyond belief because the real reason you're playing Jalen Hurts is his rushing upside, right? right? And that's not going to necessarily be reflected in a game total. Right. That That's more so reflected in it being a cheat code in fantasy football, right? right? I mean, so yeah. that's the main reason why you're playing Jalen Hurts. 18 rushes. I mean, that that's, that's I mean, I, you figured it would be double digits, but up, right. upwards of almost 20, that's crazy. I love it. Right, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I have Alex Smith. Alex Jesus Smith, as we know him on this show. So obviously he hurt his calf on his formerly broken leg um, last week against the Niners. He left the game. Uh, he is supposedly going to miss a lot of practice time this week. I wouldn't be surprised if 
honestly, if he doesn't practice until maybe Friday and, and hopefully he could get in like a limited session. Um, but he plays Seattle this week if he suits up. So uh, first of all, I think he's, you know, our third best streaming option this week. Uh, we'll get to the second one in, in a second. Um, but he plays Seattle. Um, if if he suits up, he gets a pretty a pretty solid matchup, although not as absurdly great as it used to be. No. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, I don't know, as of six weeks ago, were giving up the most schedule-adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks. Now they're giving up the 11th most. Um, that has to do with a few factors, including lots of pressure applied on on opposing quarterbacks. Um, you know, we've seen three high yardage uh, outings from Alex Smith this season uh, as the starter for Washington, uh, you know, at or around maybe a little bit over 300 yards when he faces negative game script. And I think that that's sort of what we're hoping for here. You know, Washington is at home, but they're a five and a half point underdog uh, to Seattle. Uh, so in in that sort of a game environment, I think that Alex Smith could give you a yardage based for, let's just say. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think that the next guy is a safer option for sure. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers. I, I bring, I, look, I, I've been talking about Philip Rivers for like a month and a half plus probably. <laughs> I, I bring him up on my show, my lay round podcast every week. We bring him up on here almost every week. Um, but he's just been so consistent over, basically since uh, week six. He's mm-hmm. been uh, worse than QB 16 in a given week since week six just once. And that came against Baltimore. Uh, over this time, he's averaging 18.3 points per game. Now he <clears throat> now he gets Houston. Uh, they're without Bradley Roby, which we've been talking about over the last few weeks. Uh, they've, they've played three games without Roby this year. Jake Luton scored 21 fantasy points. Mitch Trubisky scored 25. Mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers had 285 yards and two touchdowns against them two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So not only that, but Indianapolis has almost a 30-point implied team total. Mm-hmm. So I think all of that, Phillip Rivers is a very, very safe option. Very safe. Yes, absolutely. All right, we're moving on to, what do we do, tight ends now? Sure. All right, let's go with tight ends. All right, I have Cole Komet to start things off. Uh, the Bears are at the Vikings. The Vikings are kind of a middle-of-the-road matchup for tight ends um, in adjusted fantasy points given up. They give up 13.4 adjusted points. But tight ends account for nearly 20% of the receiving yardage against Minnesota this year, which, as I have in my notes, is not hateful. Uh, Komet has run 77 pass routes and seen 16 targets over his past three games. That's compared to Jimmy Graham's 48 pass routes and nine targets over that stretch. Of course, it was Graham who caught the touchdown last week, which sucked. Um, but you know, the process, the process, the process. So I think, I think you, if you have Komet, I think you can just roll him out again, probably. Yeah. Uh, I think that if you, if Kyle Rudolph doesn't go again this week, I think even if maybe he does go or Smith is still a decent play. Uh, like I said, he didn't play a full snap count this past week. He only played 34, 35.4% of the team snaps, uh, but he, but he caught all four of his targets. He had 63 yards. He had a touchdown. You guys know that I'm an Irv Stan. So I'm very excited to see that. And in Chicago, this matchup, Chicago's actually been the sixth best matchup in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends this year. So not a bad matchup. I don't love this game environment really at all. Uh, I think that this game could just be really obnoxiously low okay. scoring, mm-hmm. um, which I don't want because I'm in the Apex semifinals with both Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, so oh. that's not fun. Um, but I, th- I, I do think that Irv Smith is a decent option. All right, I'm going to go through these two tight ends pretty quickly here. Jordan Reed at the Cowboys. I mean, you know, <laughs> he he got he was wide open twice yesterday uh, last week over the middle against Washington in his revenge game. And Nick Mullins is terrible and threw two hospital balls to read. So yeah. he he did not, did not catch those to put it briefly. Uh, he's playing the Cowboys this week. Dallas is not really a good tight end matchup. They give up the fourth fewest schedule adjusted points to the position. Um, the Niners total is 24, which is not the worst. And Reed has a 14% target share over the past three games. Uh, he's, he's clearly, ahead of Ross Dwelly as far as pass catching duties go. Uh, Reed has run 73 routes to Dwelly's 24 routes over the past three weeks. Uh, you know, I guess you could do worse is, is yeah. Jordan's and, and situation here. Likely no Debo too, right? Debo's banged up too. That's a good point. And it's one yeah. I completely forgot about. Yes. No, I mean, it's he, I mean, I'm just saying Jordan Reed could easily end up just yeah. being the second, the, the number two, uh, target guy in that team. Target yeah. guy. That, that's what we call that, right? <laughs> target getter is what I yes. call 
Um, and then Gerald Everett. So Higby is actually available in, I think, 53% of leagues, just, you know, for what it's worth. But Everett is is like the real streamer as far as rostering goes. He's available in like 90%. Uh, so LA's tight ends, and you may have seen a, a Roto World blurb on this information here today. Um, LA's tight ends have an almost even pass game uh, split since week 10 with Higby averaging 22.6 routes per game. Uh, and 4.2 targets to Everett's 20.8 routes and four targets per game. Of course, Higby holds a four to one touchdown edge on Everett. Thanks to that, you know, nuclear game that he had against Philadelphia. I think it was in week two. Um, you know, this is a great, great matchup for everybody on, on the Rams. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the Jets just uh, give up tons of points to everybody. Uh, the, the Jets defense allows the ninth most um, sorry, the ninth most tight end receptions and the most tight end touchdowns this year. There is, of course, the risk of the Rams going super high T here, just like they did last week against New England and just running like wild. And that would obviously suppress the floor and ceiling of everybody, including golf, including you know, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and the tight ends. But Gerald Everett, I, I actually would prefer him. Mm. No, you know what? I would go read over Everett, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, at defense, uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. They're still out there in a good number of leagues. Uh, Chicago's offense has been better over the last few weeks, uh, but Trubisky has still taken three, two, and three sacks in each of those games. And keep in mind, guys, Trubisky, the reason we've been streaming him over the last couple of weeks is because they face Houston and Detroit. So those are two teams uh, that have been really, really bad uh, defensively, which is why Chicago hasn't been as good of a matchup, mm-hmm. uh, you know, offensively for these defenses uh, because they've allowed Chicago to score 30 and 34 points against them. Uh, when Minnesota, since their week seven bye, they've allowed 30 points just once. So Minnesota, according to number fires, uh, uh, expected points model, Minnesota's a, a very middle of the road defense and they've been better during the second half of the season, very middle of the road defense uh, for what it's worth. Houston and Detroit bottom four defenses. So yeah. it's a little bit of a different circumstance here. The bottom line, 46.5 point over under. The Vikings are 3.5 point favorites. I think that you can go with Minnesota. Sure. And I have the Cowboys against the Niners, the aforementioned game here. Uh, This is mostly about Nick Mullins being a disaster. Uh, He's thrown seven interceptions over his past five games, and he's taken multiple sacks in three of his past four games. Uh, This, you know, kind of goes against the process a little bit uh, with the, the Cowboys being underdogs here somehow i don't really understand how but they are um hopefully you planned ahead and you grabbed you know pretty much anyone else but if you're in a tough spot i think you could do worse than the cowboys so to recap we have dallas minnesota at defense gerald everett jordan reed cole Komet, irv smith alex smith jalen hurts and philip rivers with rivers and hurts being the stronger options at quarterback all right denny got some questions from twitter we're going to kick things off with at bethany l peters our pal bethany yes uh it says so so i this is a 15 transactions question to be fair uh i I had in my 15 transactions column today to drop todd Gurley, uh because he's banged up uh they get tampa bay he's not gonna be able to do much against them uh so she asks is a drop todd Gurley feature on 15 transactions does that come along with an add brian hiller ito smith or just leave the situation alone just leave the situation alone you, you don't you don't want anything to do with that backfield. It's a gross backfield. Yeah, it's very gross. Next question at mana underscore dork. Uh, what are your options on socks? Mm-hmm. Not opinions, but options. Okay. I think it's op- opinions. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I personally feel uncomfortable when not wearing them. So unless I'm swimming or in the shower, I have them on. I even sleep in the nude plus socks. <laughs> That's funny. Am I just weird or is it not long before I kill again? That, <laughs> that, that's weird. That's weird, right? It's it's a little bit weird. I, I, I will say I for a, a large portion of my life, I was I I hated being barefoot. Yeah. Me too. Like, I just did I, I did not I did not like being now that I'm I don't know, maybe maybe once you become a dad or maybe I don't know, in my like twenties I just started saying like I don't really care if my feet get like nasty from this or whatever and uh-huh. whatever. Uh so I'm barefoot a lot more frequently than I used to be. Um, but wearing socks all the time feels a little bit unnecessary. Uh, so here's the thing. My feet sweat a lot 
and oh some more sweating yeah some more sweating oh and by the way thank you a couple weeks ago i mentioned that I, that I had some some pit issues and i got a lot of armpit doctors uh who gave me some suggestions i'm, I'm not i'm i'm actually grateful I, I know i sound like an ass right now but um and but they they had some great suggestions i switched to mitchum deodorant this show brought to you by mitchum and it, it's uh it's worked it's worked really well and thank you nice yeah nice. But, but back to my feet feet sweat a lot a lot and so you know i've tried to like be the guy who's always in flip-flops in the summer and I can't, I slide out of them. It's, oh, it's wow. deeply uncomfortable. So I'm always in socks. I'm with this listener. Socks are okay. The sleeping naked with socks on is one of the funniest things I've heard today. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I can't, I can't hate on it too much. Next question is from at Chris underscore Riley underscore FFB. When you build DFS lineups, do you listen to podcasts slash music? If so, what podcast slash music? What do you do? So, okay. So I have, I have two paths that I go, well, now I'm listening to a lot of Christmas music, which by the way, guys, you can, I, I tweeted the late round Christmas uh, playlist and I forced Denny to listen to Barbara Streisand's Jingle Bells. Song it was as well. wild. And by the way, I tried to listen to that Chicago album and I hated it. Wow. I'm not surprised. It's, it's it. a, it's, it, there's a, it's a borderline nostalgic play, which is, which is the case for a lot of, but, but you still also hate pentatonics, right? I do. Okay. Or as I well, call you... them, as I as I called them this morning, Pelotonics. Oh, right. and, and, and Melissa was like, "That's the bike," and I was like, "What? What's the bike?" She was like, "You just said Pelotonics." Anyway, I was making... well. I, to, to be fair, the people who like Pentatonics. Oh, but actually, <clears throat> well, actually, I think I saw an advertisement that they're going to have like Pentatonics rides on Peloton. Um. What? So, okay. so like they have like themed rides, like, okay. like for, for the songs that are chosen. Okay. So, so the, on the, on the, on the Peloton, because remember I'm a, I'm a coastal elite now. You are. Uh, you are that. Thanks to the patrons. On, on the Peloton, uh, you have classes, like you can go and join a class, whether it's live or not. And, uh, they have playlists and they, you basically are pedaling, you know, it's like a spin class. You're, you're pedaling to the songs and stuff and like. Like you'll get like some, some of the, the classes are really good mm -hmm. because the, the songs are good and like the instructor is really good. And then sometimes they don't hit the same way. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so like this, this, this morning I did a, a, uh, a Christmas uh, ride because <laughs> again, I, I, I was tired. I was tired. Right. Cause I didn't sleep much after last night's game. I just needed something that I didn't want to go for like a personal record. Right. Oh, sure. I didn't want to like go ham. So I figured, why not just do a Christmas uh, playlist one? And it was, it was actually one? pretty good. It's well, actually what, pretty good. Is there so? Is there a screen where you're 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 like riding through an enchanted winter wonderland, or what? Well, you you can do that, but that's not where the classes are. The classes are literally an instructor in a room. Oh, okay, okay. And they're looking at a camera and they're motivating you, and they're it, it's 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 a very cool experience. Like the huh. I, I I know that they're expensive as crap. And I'm not like it was. It was a very big investment for us, uh -huh. but mm -hmm. but it had. It's absolutely an amazing machine. It, it's 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 seriously amazing. It's I appreciate incredible. I appreciate that you used the word investment because that's the way to to make a purchase sound smart. As you call yeah, it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw away a couple thousand dollars. It's an investment. Yeah, I invested. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So so they have like a playlist and stuff, and then they'll have like here's a '90s rock ride, or here's a oh, '2000s wow. hip hop ride, or that's something cool. like that. So you can. You can choose, and then you have favorite instructors that you like. Right. Uh, but back to this. So uh -huh. I'm listening to some Christmas music now, of course. It's just my go-to. My my, I, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts unless I'm on like a walk with Avery. I think mm -hmm. I've mentioned that before. Um, but my music choices are if I'm writing or needing to do or like prepping for one of my podcasts or something like that, I'm listening to, to non-lyrical stuff. Movie sure. scores, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just, uh, um, uh, just a lot of different, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but music wise, if I'm just like reading emails, building DFS lineups, maybe to a degree, I listen to crappy singer songwriter music. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like white boy music. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so what's one, one person here? Like, one, like one James Morrison or like, just like, like you not, not quite to like a John Mayer. That's a little bit too extreme for me. Like too. <laughs> Not not extreme, just too uh, too too uh, 
yeah, like yeah. it's just a little bit too much. But there's like there there's some of that going on in this playlist that I've listened to. All so right. it's I, I'm I'm being an open book right now, and it's very hard for me to admit this. That's okay. Listen, listen. Hey, that I respect that. I think the listeners do too. I I mostly listen to. Um, I, I wouldn't say hundred percent, but I mostly, when I'm doing DFS stuff, I listen to, uh, either craft work, uh, or something like Brian Eno or something like very, uh, electronic and kind of something I can listen to in the background. Not that everybody should ignore, you know, craft works music, which is, which is fantastic and amazing on every level. But that, that's, that's what I, I, I go to is, is sort of that, that worker bee type music, which I think that's how I think of craft work. Yeah. And the, by the way, the every single year when Spotify does the the recap, um they might have only been doing it for the last couple of years, but my my number one artist is typically Explosions in the Sky. Okay, well, there you Beca- go. Because I just listen to that kind of music when I'm working all the time. Sure, sure. Uh yeah, I mean uh shoot. Oh oh, oh. the the main, the main point I want to make is that I listen uh to music that helps me hand build lineups because in this house we hand build lineups. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we need you. You should. You, there should be a Spotify playlist for for hand building lineups. We, we're gonna have to talk to Pete about this. Yeah. Uh, next question from at by Corey J Corbin. Small sample size, but knowing what we know on twelve fifteen twenty, which former Bama quarterback do you prefer, Tua or Hertz, moving forward? I'm assuming this is a real football question. Wow. I, I'm going. I'm going with Tua. I, I'm I, going with Tua. I have not been asked real football questions like this um, in a while. <laughs> like a year and a half. I mean, yeah, I yeah, I think you have to lean to it. Tua was really impressive last week. Listen, I'm not obviously not a film guy. I didn't even watch the game last night, but um, for Roto World, I was assigned the Dolphins Chiefs game, which was which was nice. And nice. without Devontae Parker, without uh, Gasecki for part of the game, without Jakeem Grant, you know, with only Lynn Bowden. Yeah, uh, Tua was great, and and he's super mobile. And I wish that he would use that mobility a little more. I feel like he like holds himself back, but I thought yeah. he was really impressive. Yeah, I, I think Tua was good. He was a really really good prospect. I don't know if he has the same ceiling as a Justin Herbert or no, something, or or, 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 Joe, or Joe Burrow, but. I do think he's going to be a really, really solid pro. Like he's not going to be like Andy Dalton. He's going to be better than that. Yes. Uh, next question is from Renee. Uh, it says, "Why did the fantasy gods give Lamar Jackson mud butt, but not Justin Tucker? I lost a matchup because of that fifty yarder. Really would have rather seen Tucker get brown trouser stains during sideline warmups, warmups than kick that field goal. That, that's so I, I guess, tough one. Thanks. I guess we gotta we gotta talk about we gotta talk about this Lamar Jackson uh, pooping situation, right?" <laughs> So, so it is, it is a, a, not, I mean, you saw, everyone saw yeah. the clip of Lamar running to the locker room. He's holding his butt for part of it. Like, like, look, so I've seen, I've seen doctors on Twitter that are very respected uh, in terms of what they do saying that he was dehydrated, hence the, yes. the, the injection site on his arm. Right. 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 Uh, but I mean, look, I've been in the, the, the ER with a, with a, with stomach issues yeah. before with, with food poisoning and stuff. And let me tell you, if I'm, if I'm mud button and yeah. I'm going out the other end, yeah. they're injecting me. That's absolutely. Yes. No, I'm getting some saline in there. The fact, the fact that he had an IV doesn't mean that he didn't have the shits. Sorry to the kid. Right. And, and like, we're not doctors, but we know that we've experienced this before. We've experienced it. You know, look at that run. If you break it down, if you, if you run it in slow motion, that run down the hall, to the bathroom was was with such urgency and when he gets to the what what was that the bathroom door or the locker room door the locker room yeah. and he open he opens it and that poor staffer is just standing there and and Lamar's going get out get out come on yeah. and and the guy's like oh god and and he he runs away that sort of urgency uh says to me that he he desperately needed needed to go poop yeah, and look, we've all been there at one, at one point or another. I mean, I've had, I've had, have I, I've, I've told the traffic light story on here before, I think, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, I so. so we we've been there where the urge is is insane, and yeah. we're all human, and we all have to, we all go, th- we you know, we've we've had that feeling, especially like the worst is like when you're in, on like a road trip or something, right? Oh God, <sighs> that that is the when you're in the car. Honestly, this is, just goes back to the car. When you're in the car itself, uh, it's just, the and worst. and you can't get into the comfort of your own home. The, the pain, the agony of it, like, and, and like, and then the anxiety of not knowing if you're going to make it. Yeah. 
You know, right. that, that that's terrible. Hey, uh, my, my dad said it couldn't have been poop because uh, he was gone for too long. And I said, what, have you never, have you never experienced something where you have to sit there for a while? And then, yeah. and then I'm sure they were like, we have to give you an IV because my God, that, that was, that was horrific. You right. know, we, we the, heard it. Yeah. We, we, yeah. it was, it was probably similar to that scene from Austin Powers. Right. Or Dumb right? Dumber. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So he, so, so, uh, and here's the other thing. He probably, this is my theory. He had explosive diarrhea. Okay. And, and, but it was one of those situations where you go and then you feel like you still have to go more, but you don't, you can't yet. Right. Yes. Yes. It's like the, it's, it's exactly the feeling that I've, I've gotten food poisoning twice in my life. Yes. And that is the feeling that I got when I got food. And your, your body is in rejection mode. Right. Yes. It, and, and it's like, it's like, get this out of me right now. And right. it, it's in full on rejection mode. So even when you think you're done, you're not, you know, you're not, you know, right. like, like, you know, if you acknowledge it and like, oh no, like my stomach is still trying to get everything out because there was an, there was an emergency, you know? Right. And, and he can't, and he can't walk away having that feeling because number <laughs> one, there's two, two outcomes happen from that. <laughs> one, one of them is he comes out with, with literal shit on his, on his butt. Yeah. In front of the world, right? the the other The other outcome is that he goes out there and then he has to go back to the locker room, right? right. And that that alone takes a lot of time and energy. So of course you're just going to sit on the toilet and hope that everything's okay. I I wished he would be open about about this. I, Me too. It's it's very important. You know, there's a lot of people suffering from ibs out there, and <laughs> and I I think that this would be helpful for that community. That's right, and and. Uh, he denied it completely. He denied it. He said, I didn't pull a Paul Pierce. Uh, right. Paul Pierce never admitted it. Right. Right. Well, so yeah. I didn't see, I only saw that. Yeah. Paul Pierce never admitted it, Yeah. but, but I only saw, um, the answer. Did someone a- like, did someone ask him a question? Like, did you just go to the bath? Like, is that what someone asked or, or, or was he in front of it? Because I, I, to I me, remember. it's an admission of guilt. If he was in front of it. Oh, 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 yeah, right, right, right. I, you know, like if he, if he, if like if he, like imagine him just sitting down in front of the camera, yeah, and just being like, guys, guys, I did not go to the bathroom. Then, then, like, of course you did. Yeah. If you're saying that, you definitely did. But like, he would be very relatable to a lot of people who have been not in a similar spot because we we're not playing in front of a national audience, but you know, in a similar spot where we we're having to get to a bathroom because we know we know it's happening and there's no stopping right. it. And in a very in a very uh, bad situation to have to go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, like I, like I, I've been through. I've, look, guys, I, I've been op- I've had stomach issues over the last you know couple of years and stuff. That's th- this needs to be yeah. like you said. Lamar Jackson needs to be more open about this. We, I demand it. We 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 should we should rally. He should help us rally around this. You know, it it could be it it could be a major issue for him going forward. He could be a hero of you know the ibs community i might bench him next week and fear that this is going to happen again i'm just kidding (laughs) that's part of the process actually i'm just kidding i didn't draft him this year uh next question from (laughs) at cd costco 13 there's a cd costco Uh, i don't i i went to costco once and i tweeted about it so (laughs) yes i I think that i think (laughs) since this is a hygiene podcast now how do i tell my boss he needs to floss without getting myself fired Mm. My my answer is you don't. You, you don't. don't tell your you, you don't floss because flossing is like, it, like, I I don't even think you tell anyone to brush their teeth. That seems a little bit extreme. You can if you have a close enough relationship with someone. I think it's okay to be like, hey, your breath is a little bit stank right now, right? I guess, but I I honestly, but I, I mean, look, you know, I'm not confrontational. I'm not I'm not actually saying. I'm just saying it's a more acceptable thing to do. You don't actually give that person the action mm-hmm. onto how to fix that problem. I would uh, I would throw up from the smell of someone's breath before I said you need to brush your teeth. So that that's just my take. You can't, <laughs> you can't say anything. You just just, just don't, don't just don't don't say anything. You're you're only putting yourself in, and plus your boss. Like that's even that's even worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question is at first and Drew. I will be proposing to my girlfriend in the next two weeks. I hope she doesn't listen to this yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm tentatively planned for the morning of 1227 i really hope she's not listening to this podcast <laughs> fantasy championship weekend what general tips do you have for me or for how that moment slash day will go what are you doing first of all 
with with yeah, like, proposing on, on fantasy champion if if you're you're going to have it, to split your attention here, right? And not only that, like you have your you have the choice here. Like like is she saying you absolutely need to do it on this day, or else I'm leaving you? Is this yeah. the, is this the plot of a Matthew McConaughey uh, romantic comedy? It has to be right. I feel like it is. Uh, I mean, I would say you know delay it maybe a day or two. I mean, that's that's really that could be tough action for you. I feel like you're setting yourself up for uh, either not you know being in a in a foul mood because you can't pay attention to your fantasy teams the way that you would want to, or disappointing her because yeah. you're going to be checking the scores and everything, and you just pop the question. So yeah. somebody somebody's going to be upset here. Right. And look, this is a very special day and you're going to want to celebrate and you're going to be talking to a lot of people and you're going to like, this is not a day where you do it. And the, the, that, that situation is up. That situation is, is now a, a full weekend slash week thing. And then maybe it dies out a little bit for like a second, but you're going to be wedding planning and thinking about that instantaneously. Right. So there's not going to be any time for fantasy football love. So I'll say this, if you're okay with that, go for it. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not okay with that. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the fact that you are saying it's fantasy championship weekend means that you, you're aware of, of this. So please reconsider the timing of this engagement. And if your girlfriend is listening, uh, you know, don't accept, say, no, I, I reject this, but I will accept it on the day after fantasy championship week. Right, right, right. Next question is from at E.B. Rouse. When putting on a jacket, which arm do you, do you uh, out start with? Do you, do you out start with? Uh, do you start with? And do you always do it the same way? No, like the the fact like it's amazing that this is a question on this show. Yeah, yeah. The the minutia of these questions is yes. tremendous. I, I appreciate it honestly. Incredible. It's incredible stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's my. I mean, I'm right handed, so it's my right arm for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not completely right handed, but it's my right arm too. You're not. No, I I write and I eat with my left hand. Oh, I knew that. I did know that. I, I knew. And yeah. I play play sports with my right hand. Yeah. I, I did. I knew that you did something wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, I, 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 I don't like being left-handed as a writer at all because nothing right. supports you. Yes, nothing, exactly. nothing. I mean, like my whole. I would come home from grade school uh-huh. and I would have just marker across the edge of my hand uh-huh. because we'd be like coloring and like writing and stuff like that. And when you when you're a lefty, lefties know when you're a lefty. So you write le- left to right. Right. Whenever you're writing and, yeah. and, and like whatever, wh- whether you're doing it in marker or crayon or whatever. Generally. But if it's something that can smear or smudge a pen in particular, you're writing from left to right. So you're actually smearing it as you write. Oh, it's the it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. That's why like, it, I like I always use pencils That's whenever I was in, in college and in high school and stuff, because I, I if I used a pen, it would smear. Did you have specialized left handed desks? No. Okay, because there there used to be in my elementary school we used to have lefty desks uh, and then righty desks um, for most for most. You, you know, we 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 did we did, but no one no one paid attention. Oh, to that. okay, yeah. I mean, we had righty desks for the normal kids, and then you know lefty <laughs> desks for <laughs> the weirdos. But uh, but 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 the my friend who was lefty really appreciated it and would not sit down if he didn't have his lefty desk. So you didn't, yeah, really? that, huh? Well, no. So we had, I mean, our desks in in high school were the typical like you know you have like the the shelf underneath the seat for any books that you want to put down yeah. there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your ba- I mean, we carried our backpacks around, and then yeah. uh, we had the the table. I mean, s- similar to my desk where it like. You know, it, it, it's, it's like square or whatever. And then it has like the ledge for your, for your arm to rest on. Okay. Right. But it, that would be your right arm. Right. So I just, I just right. had my arm kind of hovering more whenever I was writing. While we're on high school real quick, have you ever had the dream? I had this the other day where you're at your locker. You had lockers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you're at your locker and you can't remember the combination. Have you ever had that dream? No, that sounds... Uh, Wait, maybe I have. It, it is the most tilting thing. I mean, it is. I, you're sitting there and you're and you're and you're twisting the knob back and forth, and you're going, "Wait, wait, uh, wait!" It was twenty six something. It was. Eight. Oh my, I might have had this before. Yeah. Right. I think I think it's kind of common. My my friend who I went to school with 
has had this dream and I had it the other day and I couldn't get into my locker. Someone had to come and help me do it. And even they couldn't get in at first. It was a, it was a mess. I woke up and I was like deeply anxious about the whole thing. Well, there's got to be like, I think I've talked about this before. I went through like a dream interpretation stage in my life. I think everyone has. Oh yeah. That's very fun. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's absolutely an insane metaphor there. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I can't, I cannot figure out how to access what a part of my brain uh, yeah, some some life. sort of emotion. Uh, you're suppressing some sort of emotion and some or something, and you're trying to figure out a way to actually express that emotion. A hundred percent. I I I hated that dream. I hope I never have it again. But I but I'm glad that other people are are experiencing the same sort of pain. It's interesting how many dreams that are common people have that surround high school and college. Yeah. Like like I mean, everyone's had the dream. I have it once a month. It feels like where I scheduled a class and I didn't go to that class all year. And then mm. I realized that I just flunked it and missed it. And it's the, it, that's a terrible feeling as well. But like, I have those kinds of dreams all the time. I have, but I have a lot of like, a lot of my dreams in general are based on like random people that I haven't talked to mm. in years from high school and stuff. And I'm just like hanging out with them. And we're like, it's like a normal, a normal time. <sighs> I, I can't figure out if if high school is just a deeply anxious time of your life, yeah, uh, or if we are in an anxious time of our lives and we long for the time when we were not, or when when we when when things were not as anxiety ridden. You know, I mean, yeah. just for for me, I think I I think that that's that's the thing is I I want to be back in that, in that sort of environment and I, but but I transfer myself to it. And I and I look at the syllabus and there's a class that I didn't know I had. Right. And and then it becomes like a nightmare, you know? Yeah, the other thing too is that as you get older, it's not a bad thing, I don't think, because I'm a pretty I'm a fair I'm fairly content with 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 a lot of things. I'm not with like fantasy football, but I'm a fairly content like with my life and, and the things that I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, as you're older, things get a lot more monotonous. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, when you're not interacting with the same number of people, you know, I mean, high school, I mean, in my high school, I mean, I went to high school with 700 people I graduated Mm -hmm. with. And so like you're seeing different people all the time and like college was a different experience every single weekend and, and week and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe it's also that, that like you don't have enough to dream about in your adult life that you just go back to where things were absolutely insane all the time. We're super, super interesting all the time. Yeah. Well, especially at this time when we can't go places, we can't see people. Right. That makes sense. Next question is from at sweet Pete 1034. Is it socially acceptable to brush your teeth in the shower or am I a monster? My kids. I, I've, do. I've heard. I've heard this before. I've heard the. I've heard the brushing teeth in the shower thing, and I've never done it once in my life. I just don't. I mean, do you have a? Do you have like a ledge or something to put the the toothbrush on? Do you keep your toothpaste in there? Is that? I'm assuming. I'm assuming you're keeping the toothpaste and toothbrush in the shower itself, which to me, like, you need some sort of odd case. You you need to keep it in like a case. Yes. And I shouldn't say odd case. You need to keep it in a case. <laughs> Because like like you can't get like the the mildew and moisture on the on the toothbrush. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was thinking. So my 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 kids do this because I, I want to hurry along the bedtime routine, which you know the bedtime routine can be pretty. Uh, well, talk about monotonous now. That, that oh yeah yeah. And that, then they then they add something every night, and they're trying oh, to yeah they're pushing oh, for more and more. God, yeah, Avery, right. Avery's in that stage. It's freaking well. It's obnoxious. like a it's like trying to override a filibuster. <laughs> and, and, and you know my, my kids will filibuster the shower and, and you know they're and i'm like no we brush your teeth in the shower spit okay now use the water to spit out you the the excess toothpaste now give me the toothbrush i mean yeah it's a whole thing so they do it i i have never done that yeah i don't think i, I don't think i would do it either maybe i'll maybe I'll, I, I can understand how freeing it would be though is it freeing? I be, have you have you ever had a beer in the shower? Yeah, I've had a beer in the shower. Have you? What's that like? I've never done that. It, it's pretty. It's I I usually only do. I don't do it at home. I do it when I'm like on vacation or like at a you know when I would go. Remember when I had that string of bachelor parties? I do. 
Maybe. Where I went to like 17 of them in one year. You were, uh, yes. You were. <laughs> the back-to-back-to-back the, the, the back back one was the was the most insane. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like like whenever you're in that environment, having a beer in the shower is pretty, like I yeah. feel it was, it was it was pretty common for me. Okay. But it's, yeah. you people, people say that they get buzzed quicker. I didn't necessarily find that to be the case, but the people who do, it's probably because you're dehydrating yourself. Oh. And then you're hydrating yourself with with beer. That's right. Yes, that makes sense. I have I've heard that uh, about yeah. it, it. It gets you, but but the, so but you're yeah. The hot water is making you dehydrate, which is why every time I get out of the shower, I'm desperate for water. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're just you're losing sweat. You're losing water. I've never had, but but I don't like having beer in a warm environment. I mean, do, do you have a koozie on it? What do you? No, I mean, you just do it. I mean, part of it is just like you're like, you know, you're getting ready for the night or something okay. and you're you, you're wanting to like pregame a little bit. Okay. So you're just going to have a You're not like like ripping shots in the shower. <laughs> I'm I'm overthinking this by by about a mile. So but I, yeah, it's just like a, like a casual chill thing. You're just trying to get a little bit of a buzz <laughs> and then you're just going and hanging out. <laughs> and I'm, I'm over here. And Denny, Denny's just overanalyzing the absolute shit out of this. So what, what kind of beer is it? Now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, next question at tiniest banana. This, that's a really good handle. Okay. Uh, what's more impressive holding in the dump and still leading a comeback or leaving to take the dump returning, then leading the comeback. Uh, I would say the latter. It's definitely the latter because if you hold in the dump, then no one will ever know. Yeah. That's not, it's not dramatic. I mean, what, unless he gets in front of the press and is like, by the way, I had to shit the entire fourth quarter. Could you imagine? They're like, so uh, Lamar, how'd you, uh, how'd you feel about that comeback yeah. that you guys had in the fourth quarter? Well, you know, I thought that the offense played really well, but what was even more impressive is I had a shit the whole right. time. I don't know if you could tell by the way I was running, but I was just trying to keep it in. I told Mark Andrews I was afraid to fart in the huddle because <laughs> I didn't know what would, what would happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, next question. This is from at the IDP guy, Joe Redman. He says, I finally started watching The Bachelorette. And the gamesmanship of the contest of the contestants is fascinating. If you were on one of these shows, what would your strategy be? Well, okay. So, Denny, I don't know how, how much exposure have you had to these shows. Very little, very little. I don't. So, I, I I've had a ton of exposure. Oh, I know. I've had, yeah, you, I've, had, I've, had yeah. I've had I've had literal probably a, 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 the equivalent of a week in terms of hours exposure to these shows. Doesn't doesn't Fanduel have a contest? we did for we did for a while yeah i don't know if they they exist anymore we had like free plays for them yeah Yeah. um so so here's the thing on these shows denny you have these group of guys group of girls whatever yeah and they're live they're living together for for weeks while they you know while this one person courts them all and and uh they then become friends slash enemies with one another and that's that's only co- I mean you're humans that are living in a mansion together mm-hmm. like of of course people are gonna start like I mean and not only that but they're like like the guys in particular this is a bachelorette season the the guys in particular they're just all insanely high tea sure just sure. you know just like they're they're going to cut each other's throats and so <laughs> what you notice though after watching all of these seasons for so long the the guys who get involved in the drama in the house never ever get the girl in the end mm. and vice versa. Okay. It never it never happens that way because they don't want to deal with drama. The the whoever the 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 bachelor bachelorette is, they don't want to have to deal with crazy people that like what does it tell you if they're getting into trouble with other people in the house? For sure. You know, outside of the house. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to deal with that. So if your goal is to be a, a internet famous, then sure, like be a, be insane on that show. But if your goal is to actually find love, Denny, <laughs> then then you need to you need to you need to calm your tits. Yeah, you, you, you to be sorry to the kids. Uh, you have to be even keel. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Like you have yeah, to be- yeah. The even keeled guys usually are very likable too, so you can root for them a little bit. If you're, you know, I I root for the drama is amazing. That's why I really watch the show. But uh-huh. you still want a good story at the end. You want people to find love and be happy, right? Yeah. And and some guys. Some guys open up a lot and then you start to like, like one guy, one guy in this season, uh, last week, I didn't watch this week's episode yet, but he, he told, uh, Tasha, the, the bachelorette that he tried to kill himself twice. So these guys like really, really, and he was so reserved and like he opened up and you could just see like this insane weight was lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. And, and like, it's, it's an incredibly, like those kinds of moments on the show are actually pretty moving, yeah, but wow. then there's like, 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the ranch, these guys are like <laughs> re- wrestling in their underwear outside the pool. You know, it's like what, like so. So there's like there's this like it's a crazy emotional roller coaster while watching these shows. So would does anyone win by playing it cool, or is that just a losing strategy? No, they, a lot of them do. Yeah, I, I would say the majority of them oh, okay. of, of the the winners, if you will. I've always hated like how they say winner and loser because it's like. Did they love this person or not? Right? It's not. Yeah. It's not really like winning. Right. Uh, winning, winning someone's heart. There sure. You go. There you go. Uh, uh, but yeah, they, 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 they're mostly like the even keeled, playing it cool, not getting involved with, and, and usually the guys, in, like guys or girls in the house with them, like the person. Okay. It's usually yeah. not the hated person in the house. All right. All right. Well, that that's good to know. If I'm ever on one of these shows, now I know. Now I know it's because see, I asked about the playing cool thing because uh, that that was always the opposite of how. I dealt with girls uh, was, was playing it cool. I was playing, I always played it extremely uncool. So I, I didn't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's going to have to do it for, for the show though. There's, there is one uh, question from, from uh, I at I Dighton do it uh, that says uh, it's probably didn't, but I always say Dighton. Uh, what's going to be the new name of the Cleveland baseball? Did you see Cleveland yeah. baseball? The Indians are no or no more. Uh, and it says, why is it the Cleveland steamers? What's that? You know, like the, like pooping. Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. Well, isn't, isn't spiders in the running? I haven't looked at what the list is for, yeah. for, uh, for the team. I mean, is, is, is the Cleveland baseball team yeah, I mean, in, they, in the running? Are, are they going to throw a temper tantrum like Dan Snyder and be like, fine, if I can't call it what I want to call it, I'm going to call it the baseball team. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna well, be int- it's gonna well, be interesting to follow. Anyway, all right, Danny, where can everyone find you? At CD Carter thirteen on Twitter. I have my kicker column up on Roto World, and I will have can't even think of all the content I create every day. Um, I will have um, the podcast on Monday, yesterday, and Thursday on the Living the Stream Patreon page. I can be found on Twitter at late round QB. I'll just, I, I tweet out all my stuff. I don't need to like talk about my <laughs> podcast and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Uh, all right, Danny, we got a tilt montage. We do. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. It's uh, 4.15 PM in the only legitimate time zone on earth, the Eastern time zone. And uh, I just experienced a, a special kind of, of tilt, one that uh, I don't believe I've ever had the pleasure of experiencing. And it goes like this. Uh, you know, the kicker process says that we don't play kickers who are underdogs, who are on teams that are underdogs, because they won't have those third and particularly fourth quarter opportunities uh, to kick field goals, to try field goals, right? This makes sense. This this has to make sense to you, even if you hate kickers. Uh, and, you know, because the, their team will presumably be chasing points, chasing touchdowns late in the game. The Dolphins are in that position right now. It's There's 16 seconds left. They were down by nine points uh, on the Kansas City side of the field. Uh, so, you know, the theory is in that situation the Dolphins are going to be uh, go, trying to score a touchdown okay you're, you're down by nine by two scores you 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 know you you got to get the touchdown uh they smartly I should say went ahead and let Jason Sanders kick the field goal uh giving him a really solid fantasy day uh after you know I told everyone don't play Jason Sanders so the process was solid, and yet Jason Sanders made me look like an absolute idiot. I'm tilting. It's uh, 6.11 p.m., and it, it seems that people on Twitter uh, believe that I represent some sort of kicker's union or that perhaps I am uh, the lawyer and the representative and the voice for NFL kickers. Uh, because today has been, as you know by now, a, a rough day uh, as far as kickers go. Okay, I don't know how many missed field goals there have been, but I'm guessing somewhere between 
69 and you know 420 that's my guess that's i think there's that's a solid range right now everything is being missed short field goals long field goals mid-range field goals good kickers bad kickers they're all missing everything it's really quite dispiriting but my mentions are 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 full of people just now i guess got another one jake elliott missed a 20 yarder what happened i don't know what happened I don't know. I'm not. I'm not his coach. I I, I didn't. I didn't train. Jake, Jake, what's his name? Jake Elliott to 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 kick field goals. Uh, I, I didn't even tout him this week. I only touted two kickers this week, and Jake Elliott wasn't one of them. I did not tout Dan Bailey. I have gotten um, twenty to thirty tweets about Dan Bailey today. I didn't recommend Dan Bailey. I actually said on the podcast last week that I would not do that for the rest of the season, even if the process was okay, because he clearly has the yips. I know that that's not process-oriented, but I cannot, uh, in good faith, tout a ticker, a ticker, a kicker, who has the freaking yips. Okay, Dan Bailey will never kick in the NFL again after today's performance. Trust me on this. He's done. He's finished. He's going to be cut. No team will ever pick him up again. His career ended today. I didn't recommend him, yet people are asking me to speak on his behalf or something. I, I don't get it. I don't represent uh, kickers. Why do you not at me when the kickers are doing well? You know, that's, that's one thing that I, that I wonder. I am tilted. It seems that the Seahawks are so far ahead now and the game is so out of reach that Pete Carroll, in his gum-chewing wisdom, has decided to pull the starters, and that includes Chris Carson, and that includes Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Everybody. Everybody's gone. And I've never hated anything more than that. Because you see, as JJ would say, your boy had a lot of Seahawks exposure today in DFS, and it was going so well. So well. I mean, the the Jets were using, I think, two practice squad safeties today against Russell Wilson and and company. The, The matchup was way better than it looked on paper. I mean, it was good on paper, but it was even better in reality. I thought that I had found something of an edge, which is so hard to find, right, in in DFS, because you're playing against obsessives i mean and people who are terrible at it but you know the obsessives are the one the the sharps are the one that you you think about and i thought i i had found an edge but what i did not anticipate was russell wilson playing only three of the four quarters see i i needed him i needed him to play all four quarters is what i'm saying and i am tilting Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football.